We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Show to get on the Discord. Craigie got the answers all up and down. Strictly busy, don't play around. Cover all grounds, shares the knowledge that he found. Spags and daily are his forte. Each and every day, we all know Craig is great. He's got such a brilliant mind. Wow. He tried to prick his brain all the time. Wow, wow. I'm liking all these questions. No diggity for me and Barley Hop. I'm liking all these questions. No diggity. It's time to wrap it up. What's up, everybody? 21 questions. I got to sing the song today. I got to replace Craig Stout today, and I was very excited to do it. Um, because I said we were gonna so here's the thing. We said we were gonna do a duet. I, I told him I would do a duet with him the next time we do the show together. But then, like logistically, we were just like actually Craig and all his in, infinite w- wisdom and knowledge. I already hate um, the way this is starting, by the way. Yeah, because I literally got Craig into the intro song. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, it's uh yeah, he each other up i had like questions on the stream was what i wanted to go with (laughs) i would have done the dolly part it would have been fine i was gonna do the dolly we were both gonna do the dolly part (laughs) you know what now i'm regretting i don't care that there would have been a lag there i I, would have done that we would have figured something out (laughs) we would have figured it out this is 21 questions everybody the subscriber podcast where the subscribers Ask us, KCSN hosts, questions, and we put it out for everybody to listen to. We are in the doldrums of the offseason, but there's nobody that I'd rather be sharing this with than Kent, just if only to hear his dulcet tones. I, th- that was wonderful. So, how was my um, how was my first song doing this? Like, how was that? Like, was it all I right? I mean, you picked Blackstreet. It was great. It, it was awesome. Like, of course, I loved it. It was great. I love that, that- song. Everybody That's one of my jams, man. Yeah. Uh, Zach, the layman insider, is going to be disappointed um, because I he's, he asked if you can hit us with your best shot for an opening song. And, well, I sang. I think he was asking for Craig, obviously, because, I mean, this is the first time I've done it. Um, we'll get there in a second. Nick Deal asked a question. Uh, shout out Nick Deal, by the way. Um, he, I think he was, like, cover, or watching our draft coverage, like, at a ridiculous clip. So shout out to you, Nick. Thank you. <laughs> Um, if you had to guess who the six wide receivers to make the team are right now, who are you picking? Justin Ross is on the team. <laughs> <laughs> um, Boy. Yeah. Yeah. No. <laughs> Let's see here. Uh, we're going to go Marcus Valdez-Scantling. We're going to go Juju Smith-Schuster. We're going to go McCole Hardman. Um, we are going to go um, 
Sky Moore. So there's your four so far. Um, we I think we got Justin Ross into the mix. It sounds like it sounds like Justin Watson's even like turning some heads right now, according to Patrick. If you listen to that, um, but I I think I said this the last time I was on this show. I think the sixth is Marcus Kemp, who's not even on the roster right now. <laughs> They're just gonna call Marcus Kemp up in July. He's gonna come play special teams for Spags. But yeah, I, I ge- I'm not. That's not a joke. I genuinely think that 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 uh, Marcus Kemp will be a chief by like July. They they can't get that many receivers into you know the lineup without having multiples of them playing special teams. And I mean, I mean, is McCall Hardman going to be a gunner? Like that's I, I I don't think Andy even wants that. That's not it. That's not a slide against McCall's special teams ability. Like Andy wants him healthy. He also doesn't want Sky getting hurt. Like and right. Justin Ross isn't going to play special teams. So yeah, like that spot needs to be a special teamer of some kind. It's like if Cornell Powell or Justin Watson, like if one of those guys can kind of pull it together, like I think they're, you know, those are some guys that, you know, maybe can, <laughs> can stave off Marcus Kemp. Uh, Zach, the layman's insider. Craig, if you could get the whole lab gang plus Tucker to get up and do one karaoke song all the way through, what song would it be? Uh, I'll make love to you by boys to men. <laughs> hands down. I, I don't even have to think about that one. Like that's, that's what it is. I think we would all do it wonderfully. Oh, um, I, so I, so bought in. I almost went into the road, but I went, no, you know what? I we're more of an, I'll make you love to you kind of crowd. than we are an into the road kind of crowd. So yeah. Kid's going to take the lead as, as he is on this, in this podcast as well. I will gladly sing back up. I'm just super excited to listen to Tucker and Maddie's harmonizing. Like, God, I think that that's going to be my favorite part. Oh, uh, I yeah. Maddie sing. Actually, I mean, we we hear Maddie sing from time to time. Like we do. It's it's like a couple of times a year, and it's as expected. Um, <laughs> Great. Yes. No, I, that's what you mean, right? It's Great. Perfect. Phenomenal. It, he's he's got the he's he's a songbird that made. Z Tuttle 15. I know you guys did this a long time ago, but now we have all the amazing people of KC Sports Network. Can we get the office character comps, <laughs> including Tucker, BJ, uh, etc.? Okay. Um, what? Craig? What's who's okay? Wow, this is tough. I think I was Dwight to... last time. I think we you decided that we was were Dwight. Dwight, but like, okay, we'll go with Dwight Tucker. I don't want to, like, Tucker's silly. And Tucker is, like, dry silly. So, like, the, I, I'm not, I, he, Tucker's a smart, talented man. But Tucker has also got some serious Kevin vibes with, like, his dryness and his silliness and his humor. <laughs> so, like, I think there's a little bit of that. Like, even, like, some of his, like, wry, like, you know, like, Kevin giggles at, like, you know, 13-year-old jokes. <laughs> Tucker giggles at thirteen-year-old jokes. So, so do I. To be fair, as sure as the oldest so it's member, just, but you, yes, the, you, the the just the just the wry smile, the same way Kevin has it, right? Like, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, mm-hmm. um, what was I last time? I man, were you BJ? No, were you Ryan? I don't remember. I think we did I, Ryan because the hair. Like we were on a big hair kick last time. I could. I don't know. <laughs> I could, that was the only bit we had. I could I I, I feel like I could be uh, an Andy Bernard, just like oh very, yeah, 
kind of like you know like i kind of up and down between obnoxious and plus you went to normal i mean it's it's like it fits it definitely fits um bj what is bj that's that's a tough one it's a really tough one i mean he's kind of the fearless leader and all that but i wouldn't say he's michael scott like he's not inept (laughs) no it's not It kind of falls apart after He's that. Kinda, like, you know how you know how like like okay, BJ is like a phenomenal like you know how Robert California kept continually rising and ascending. <laughs> you know through the show, like he winds up like talking talking people out of their own jobs. We'll go <laughs> I let's give BJ Robert California. <laughs> it's not bad. Not bad. It's not bad, <laughs> huh? Yeah, Maddie. Um, I think we did Jim, and he threw a fit about it, he which did. makes he got, it he probably... called him the worst character. Of the yeah, I would say like uh... he could be Roy. <laughs> no, <laughs> wait, he's not here. We can make him anything we want. Yeah, we can. <laughs> he's Meredith. Moving yeah. on, Andy Nagel <laughs> with so many chief fence changes. Who was the leader of that defense now, Craig? I mean, we saw it today. Justin Reed was the first defensive guy to really get up there on the podium. That's good to see. I mean, you know, he's kind of taken over a very important role on this defense. So it's good to see that Justin Reed was that first guy up there. But as I kind of mentioned a little bit earlier this week, I think Nick Bolton is going to get a lot of those reps. I think he's going to be that guy that's going to get a lot of podium reps. I think it is going to be between, you know, Justin Reed and Nick Bolton. For most of the year, typically they have two defensive guys. You know, Chris Jones is going to get plenty of run because Chris Jones is a fantastic podium guy, but they don't typically put him in some of those early in the week leadership ones. They more put him in the hype ones at the end of the week. Um, And then Frank Clark didn't get as many podiums last year. And, you know, he's not at OTAs right now. So those would really be the only two other guys that I could see getting those. So, yeah, I think it's going to be Nick and I think it's going to be Justin Reed. Uh, Andy also asks, <laughs> what player from this draft do you think has the and who has the highest floor? Um, give me for the highest inning. I'm actually gonna go George Karloftis. Um, mm. I still think there's a lot, you know, like bet on the motor, bet on the you know physical profile, the linear physical profile, and hope that maybe a little bit of the, you know he looks slim. Like we just saw some of the pictures of him and Craig. You did an outstanding job talking about 2019 George Karloftis, and I remember sometime in March we were looking and, and Maddie said, "Hey, check out." check out Karloftis in 19 different dude like movement mm-hmm. skills and stuff so you know it, there is some ceiling there uh to him highest floor I think it's probably Trent McDuffie like just because of the talent like I know like some people are going to talk about, like fire of the arm length and all that stuff but like I, I just have a hard time seeing that guy fail I just I think yeah wow weird I'm I'm, I'm using the first you know the two first round picks for ceiling hey, wait, can I throw one in here for high go ceiling? for it Go for I'm it. gonna throw it in as a guy that we haven't talked about much. Naze Johnson. Do you guys know that Naze Johnson is a tier one C bat if he would have tested like a cornerback? That Ooh. gives him a ridiculously high ceiling. Now he has a lot to work through. I mean, he's a little bit stiff, plays with a little bit of an uneven balance. He's still really learning how to read things, how to use his feet, all of that stuff. But that's all technique stuff other than the stiffness. That explosion and that speed matters and then click the rest of it in he's got the football character and i mean he's certainly in a room with a whole bunch of dudes with football character so that'll happen quickly if you can put that all together the athletic profile is such 
that you can look at it and go, oh, damn, that guy could be a little bit of something there. So I like the swing that they took on him. Really super athletic, so that gives him a really high ceiling. Drew Clark asks, what's your favorite summer vacation spot? I think I know yours, but I want to yeah, I wanna... <laughs> yeah. It, it, it's Colorado. It's in the Rocky Mountain <laughs> National Park. We go there every year uh, for like a week. We hike. I got one coming up here. Used to camp all the time, and then we had kids, and then we were like, you know what? Camping with two little kids, not as fun as it was, so we'll go back to it eventually. But yeah, it's hiking in Colorado. I uh I love being uh I love going on a, a cruise ship. I love like I I I don't know why I sleep super well. I'm I'm the planner in our like travel stuff, you know, for our family and just period. I, I like you know planning travel for us too. I, yes, I, I sometimes <laughs> yeah I do that for I do that, like whenever we would go to uh whenever Mobile. we would go to Mobile, I would take care of everything. And BJ named me the director of travel for Casey's one point uh but, but yeah you don't have to plan as much you just kind of get on the boat and chill and i like that uh brandon w asks favorite vacation memory do you have one off the top craig i have one oh yeah time. yeah um no i definitely do going to acadia national park in maine for my wife and i's 10th anniversary a few years back and it was really nice because like we were completely off the grid and it was very quiet and we got to just hang out outside and read books and nobody could get a hold of us and we ate lots of lobster and great food and just it was awesome and i really want to get back up there again and then this time i'll stop by and i'll i'll see our good buddy mike while we're up there kcsn's mike devito get to stop and say hi to him when i'm up there there you go i um so I did last year did a staycation. So like we have a second child. I have two kids. I have a just finished kindergartner. I'm going to not cry now. Um, and a nearly one year old. And so last year, early May. And it was kind of like our last hurrah with, with our oldest, where we just kind of, we, we did whatever he wanted to do, whatever he wanted to do. We just did. So we went, to top golf we went to great wolf lodge we had pizza show we uh we went to main event and played video games we just did all kinds of stuff and like two like royals game and so we just spent like three days just kind of it was just the coolest thing ever and it also just happened to be the same little three-day window announced kc sports network and so like <laughs> going through all of this and like all these emotions like having another kid and getting to see my kid have the best time of his life and then kc sports network and all the love y'all showed when we announced that like come on it was great mm -hmm. late and y44 since we all know how tall craig is craig can you dunk <laughs> yes <laughs> I, I can i have long arms as well so like I can stand just barely on my tiptoes and grab the net without leaving the ground. So yeah, my the distance I have to jump is about that far. And I also was a high jumper, <laughs> you know, back in school. I could high jump six foot six. So I could throw my hips pretty high in the air. Yes, I could definitely dunk. I'm scared for you to try at this point in your life. 
um it's this is a little bit of an old joke but honestly it's like a little bit serious just like what (laughs) i'm kind of worried um when i return to earth i would break my knees (laughs) return to earth from mars yes yes oh yeah okay just making yeah um just so you know like a little behind the scenes craig maddie and i and actually we talk so much smack about our basketball abilities like we all think we can just beat each other up in basketball it's like a very real visceral the one time a year it comes out there's there's two very there's two very aggressive conversations that come out when we make fun of bearcat about patty melts uh because they're just cheeseburgers and when we start talking about basketball uh zach's interact over under on highlights hit sticks by the rookies in the preseason does leo or cook have the harder hit let's just go with i'll just go this does leo or cook have the harder hit does leo or cook have the harder hit i'm gonna go with leo i feel like brian cook isn't going to play as much in the preseason does that make sense like we're going to see him come out of the game a little earlier i think we're going to see him rotate with like the first and the second team. And I think Leo is going to get a bunch of backup mic reps. Like, I think he's going to be playing throughout the rest of the game for a lot of these games. So he's going to have more opportunities closer to the ball. Like he he's going to be laying the wood for like three quarters, every preseason game. It's going to be great. Casey from Casey asks, Steve Spagnuolo, are we overlooking him as a p- potential successor to Andy? I don't think so. I think two things going against him. One, he's he's old. He's an older guy. Uh, he's already in his 60s. I don't think the Chiefs would hand the, the reins over to him. Two, he's a defensive guy. I think the next coach of this team will be another offensive mind to pair with Patrick Mahomes and have a battery of those two together um, working in cohesion. Um, <laughs> I just don't see this team going with a defensive-minded guy. I think they're always going to be offensive first with him as far as um as far as who will be leading this team uh brad c asks the chances that rojo makes the team given his pass blocking and receiving deficiencies we know andy isn't going to run on first and second down his running ability isn't worth getting a quarterback one injured i mean i totally agree with the end of that sentiment i really do <laughs> and i mean his pass blocking to date in the nfl has been poor like very very poor so yeah no that's always been my concern with that move it's like you telegraph it a little bit he's either got to go on a route or you're running the ball because you don't want him in and pass blocking it just doesn't do a whole hell of a lot for you so i do think that he's still going to make the team though like they didn't bring in enough other bodies to really compete with him i think he's going to get plenty of run as a fairly explosive guy you know he really is and some of the style of runs that andy likes to lean on and they're built to run he fits really well into so even if there are some more obvious running tendencies i can see rojo being around for like the third quarter with the chiefs protecting the lead put him in the game run the ball like i mean i can still see a usage for him (laughs) i think i think he's a lot to make this roster and the chiefs contract i think kind of shows that like there there's a little bit of this year so uh yeah i think he's a lock cup of cheddar asks would you rather have a 100 healthy justin ross or jameson williams heading into the season i still think it's jameson williams and like obviously like i'm excited about justin ross 
Uh, it seems like the Chiefs are just excited about Justin Ross. The players are excited about Justin Ross. Everybody's excited about Justin Ross. The the freshman version really gets drafted in the first round, and that's even as a freshman. He was just very, very good. Jamison Williams, why the best receiver in this class? Uh, and the health, I think, probably you know, kind of, you know, still he still went in the first round very comfortably. I uh, Jamison Williams for me. Um, I don't know if you feel any differently, Craig. No, no, not at all. Now, I will say this: if Cup of Cheddar just in case that he's meaning <laughs> the freshman version of Justin Ross, the hundred percent healthy freshman ger- version of Justin Ross, man, that's close. It's close. That's, that's very close. I'll tell it's you close. what, in that instance, I'm taking a coin and I'm flipping it and I'm winning either way because both of those guys are elite top shelf receivers. It's just Justin Ross. I don't think will ever be, back to that so even if he's 100 percent healthy in his current form i just don't think he's getting to that but if you're referring to freshman version that's a debate it is a i think i take justin ross in that equation just because he's got x body type yeah like and i think it fit yeah i think it fits better with what the chiefs currently have on their roster that's fair dsm derek there is something that really pumps me up about college football is the marching band playing between plays and drives do you think the nfl should bring something similar to games I mean, I think you're talking to a soccer fan here. So, yes, I absolutely think that the NFL should bring more of that interactive atmosphere, more of that, you know. Listen, we all love being at Arrowhead. We love how loud Arrowhead can get. We love the yelling, the screaming, everything like that. There is something that's just that much more intimidating about the organization of it, you know, singing along, the drums, all of that element. It's it's intense. And it really does kind of drive it home in a completely different and, in my opinion, more intimidating way. So I have always condoned that. I got a lot of people that are big football fans that aren't big soccer fans that have gone to Sporting KC games and walked away from that and going, man, I wish that we could get Arrowhead to do this because that would be insane. You know, so I think that doing more of that type of stuff, embracing more of that type of atmosphere would be amazing. I know like NFL's <laughs> kind of strict on some of the the, na- the noise stuff in between plays. They suck. I They do. I remember when the Chiefs had a full band that would play like in between plays, like right leading up to like, breaking the huddle. And it mm-hmm. was awesome. Uh, that's one of my memories as a child. Corey Peter, video, favorite video game of all time, Craig. I want to you, you go, go first. Okay. You go first because my list is long. Um. <laughs> I played NCAA football 2008 until it broke on my PlayStation 2. <laughs> and I played it like well, like gears because I loved dynasty mode and I loved building a college football dynasty. I would build like mid American Nazarene where I played, or I would build some random college and I would just play that ad nauseum. Craig's answer is going to be significantly more interesting than mine because he has a much more diverse video game kind of like taste than I do. Um, uh-huh. But let's let's go. I'll, I'll, I'll own that. I will. That's one of the few things. I, yeah, no, I will. <laughs> I play a lot of video games um, for sticking with sports like uh, NBA Street Volume 2 mm. is always going to be. Uh, I could still pick up and play that game right now. Like I got lots of love for like old Techno Super Bowl and things like that. Played a lot of that when I was younger, but 
man. Volume NBA two Street. is dope. Oh, uh, volume two is amazing. <laughs> you know, I, I love everything that Supergiant puts out. Like Bastion and Transistor are two of my favorite games, but Pyre totally. is amazing. Pyre is like yeah. NBA Jam with an RPG mm-hmm. element on top totally. of it. It's it's incredible. And then Hades just came out last, you know, two years ago, and it's it's incredible. Love all the Zeldas, Link to the Past, Breath of the Wild. You know, I, I trust my, me, my it, son it, plays Breath of the Wild. It's awesome. It's fantastic. It. My my daughter it. does too. Like it's yeah, no, it, it's it's great. Love them. So I, just a little smattering there of some of my favorites. I it, I could seriously probably do four hours on video games. So we're not going to do that. You know what else is great? I'm not, I'm not going to say it. I'm not. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. No Chicken Tonight asks, what former chief would you most like to see come back and coach? I know Craig's answer. Yeah, you do. Uh, DJ, uh, Derek Johnson. <laughs> I mean, of course. Like, how awesome would that be if DJ were to come back and coach linebackers? He wants to do it eventually when his kids grow up, obviously. I asked him about that when Matt House left. And, I mean, how cool would it be for us to know a Chiefs coach? Like, that would be awesome. Like, even more awesome than just knowing DJ is. Craig's best friend, Derek Johnson. Alex Smith, I'd love to see him back in some capacity. That'd be fun. The big institution's biggest fan. Since Maddie won't be on 21 questions, what's the answer to you dunk a back basketball? No, Maddie cannot dunk a basketball. He, on a nine-foot goal. He will that's, claim that, he, he'll like claim he Maddie can. Answer. Maddie will yeah. super claim he can. Just like, you know, like <laughs> and then he'll get knocked down a in the draft game that we played earlier this week. Um, and then we'll have to knock the rim down a peg for him to actually be able to dunk. Uh, Kay Gumminger asked, what's your favorite thing about each other that we would never guess? Ooh, okay. I have one. I thought about this question a little bit, Craig. Okay. Craig, you know, like the sweetest human on the planet, right? And like, I think his disposition and everything, he takes everything wonderfully in stride and just humble and kind. There is a fierceness to his loyalty to the people he loves that like you don't want to cross him. And like there is a line and like there's a fierceness to that loyalty. And if you cross it, you're in trouble. So like I love that so much about him. It's just like it's it is one of his like, you know, it's just it's part of the reason you love him. It's just there's this fierceness to his loyalty that people don't realize. And it's great. So that's now you're gonna have people out here like clattering on the cage to see how far they can take it (laughs) before before they unleash it. That. That could be fun. 
<laughs> no, um, favorite thing about Kent that I would never guess. I'm very vocal about all of my love for Kent. Like Kent is genuinely one of the nicest human beings in the world. Like he is always the first one to reach out and and ask. He's always the first one to check on how things are going. Like that was one of the first things that he said to my wife and I when when we were together this past weekend at the you know boys and girls club thing. He, turned to my wife and I and he said, Hey, is Craig doing okay? To which we promptly responded with no, but <laughs> no, no, everything's fine. But I mean, like he, <laughs> he cares so much about his friends. He cares so much yeah. about them. You know, it's very, it, it's in the forefront. I know I've said it before, but it, it just, it, it shines through That's part of the reason why we all get together, you know, get along so well is because we do genuinely care about each other, but can't just really takes it that next level. Yeah, I love you. <laughs> I love you too. Buddy. I love. I just. It's crazy, man. It's not hard for us to do what we do because we love each other. Like yep. we genuinely love each other. It's Maddie too. I guess. <laughs> no, no. There's a. I think that's. We just love each other a lot. And it's. It's. It's hard not to. Like we spit. We talk a lot. Like we. We obviously like our day jobs are a little crazy right now, but like we talk a lot. You know behind the scenes we yeah we we are all in each other's business very frequently <laughs> um do you want to do anything maddie maddie has a bigger heart than people realize i'll just say something nice about Maddie because like maddie has oh. a way bigger heart than he puts off and i'm not gonna get into their you know his family's business but maddie's a he's a hero like he's an absolute hero, hero and um i won't say anything but like that man his heart mm. his um it's you you guys have no clue like i know like and he's kind of quiet and stuff and like you know he doesn't like people in his business and all that stuff but that dude is an absolute hero just trust me when i say like that dude biggest heart you're ever gonna you're ever gonna see mm -hmm. uh and now, uh here's the other thing all this shit that these guys give me about all these different things that i do Matt does like four times what I do. So that's the thing that you would never guess based on the interactions that we have on this podcast. You would never guess like we, again, talking about this past weekend, we had Scott, the guy who's, you know, one of the, uh, the voice behind Casey soon a little bit. One of our producers, he was asking a little bit. It was like, so is Matt really a farmer? It was like, buddy, let me tell you everything <laughs> that Matt does. And it's it's such a long list. Like these guys give me so much crap about doing everything. Maddie does so damn. He's such a diverse guy. We met him and he was building gym equipment, designing. Gym equipment. <laughs> and then he just one day was like, by the way, I've never done this before, but I'm going to raise livestock. And we're like, <laughs> Our buddy and now he's got like a giant fully functioning farm and all that the, the man is ridiculous so yeah. yeah he's great but craig is stop <laughs> i'm just you know he's we're it, it's never it's never gonna go away ever like you know that i hope you know that uh trent Millsap, give me your boldest of bold takes on the cheese scene uh that you actually believe in but haven't said i have one Go for it. Rant Swanson might count. Patrick LeVon yeah. Mahomes is winning the MVP, and the Chiefs are going to have a better record than they did last year, and they're going to be the one seed, and we're all going to laugh at the AFC West. All of this arms race, all this effort, and it's not going to mean anything. 
Patrick Levon Mahomes is going to remind everybody that he's the secret sauce, that there's a gap between him and the second best quarterback in this class. Justin Herbert can't hold a candle to him, even though he's a great player. That's just speaking to Michael freaking Jordan that the Chiefs have. I'm like, I t- I'm telling you, the quiet confidence that's going to come out of this football team, you're going to get hit with the tidal wave of shock at how good this team is because this team is more pissed off and motivated than anything you've seen since they won the Super Bowl. And honestly, in some ways, you kind of needed that a little bit. This team is going ham. You're going to be surprised. Patrick Mahomes is going to win the MVP. He's probably deserved it to win it one or two extra times already. But now he's going to win it because the narrative is good enough for him to go off because he lost Tyree Kill, and it's not going to matter because he's going to go nuts. How about that? I love it. I love it. I'll stick to the defensive side of the ball. Boo! (laughs) Boldest of bold take about the defensive side of the ball is that the pass rush isn't going to be better, and it doesn't freaking matter because (laughs) the defense will. It will. Uh, the entire defense is going to be better. Like, we're going to be watching the four-man pass rush, and we're going to spend a lot of this time just going, man, they're not getting home again. And it's going to be largely the same group of people that we saw last year, plus George Karloftis, who are going to get maybe a few more hustle sacks and things like that. But it's not going to matter. They're going to do such a better job of taking away things in the secondary and being more assignment sound and using the athletic gifts that they have, not being so rigid with some of their coverages. And they're going to give quarterbacks so much to think about that they're going to have to check down a lot. They're going to have to scramble a lot. You're going to see a lot more taking the little stuff and they're not going to convert as much. The Chiefs are going to be significantly better against the run this year because they just are. They're going to tackle this year rather than missing tackles. And so you're going to see more (laughs) advantageous positions that they're in and more inaccurate passes, more settling for things short of the sticks, and you're going to see a much better third down rate. You're going to see them get off the field more, and we're going to be looking back at it and go, well, they didn't get to the passer. They didn't get home. They didn't get sacks, and it's not going to matter. The defense will be better overall. They're going to allow less points, less yards than they did last year, while still not really improving in the sack department. To make sure this comes around to where it should, um, (laughs) the offense, I really genuinely think like there is something to be said about sound defense, being able to stop the run, being sure tacklers when you (laughs) have Patrick Mahomes on the other side of the ball. Oh my God, yes. Maybe the pass rush isn't what what you want, but the pressure that the Chiefs put on teams because of who their offense is and the guys that are able to kind of just make the routine plays and be consistent, there's a lot of value in that. It may not be the flashiest formula, but I think it I I okay I wouldn't let's be look stunned. at it this way. Look at the Colts. Like let's look at like the Colts defense, just playing assignment sound football all yeah. game long, forcing mistakes, forcing errors. You don't look at them and go, boy. They did a really great job of getting after the passer. You know, they kind of do it by committee a little bit. And, you know, it, it, they're not at the top. They're just going to win that way. They just don't have the offense that the Chiefs are going to have. And they gave themselves some interesting swings on the back seven. Uh, yep. The Chiefs did. And a I think that's a that's an interesting factor in all this. Rugby Fox, what will the what would be the biggest surprise of the NFL season? Could be a dark horse contender, breakout player, et cetera. I've got one. I don't know if you have one yet. If you, if you, if you um, have one, go for it. Yeah, I'm going to go for it. Baltimore Ravens aren't as good as we're all making them out to be. Love I think it. that'll be the biggest surprise. Um, Let's go. Listen, I I think that Baltimore Ravens were a pretty decent little football team last year, despite going through like 
crazy injury attrition. Like, like they are a playoff team last year. Don't get me wrong. They should have been a playoff team last year. But we're now to the point where like we're expecting the Baltimore Ravens to be in the one seat spot this next year. And they lost Wink Martindale. Wink Martindale was one of those guys, as we've heard stories for coming out of the Chiefs. You know, we know enough people that have been around the team that have been around, you know, some of those guys to get quotes and things like that, beat reporters and stuff. And we've heard, you know, as you're leading up to these Ravens games, it's like, man, I don't, I just don't want to play Wink. Like, I don't. Like, he throws the whole damn kitchen sink at you. He, he's so hard to prepare for. So it doesn't matter what happens on defense. They could still be good, but it's not going to be the same. Teams are going to be able to prepare completely different. So that defense is going to still suffer without Wink Martindale. And so I, it's going to be put on the offense, and I'm not sure that they're a good enough offense to really carry that team to the one seat. may still be a playoff team. I'm not saying that, but I don't think they're going to be as good as everybody's making them out to be. The Washington Commanders are making the playoffs next year. And I'm don't mistake me for a Carson Wentz fan. Stan, I don't have a strong belief in Carson Wentz. I have a strong <laughs> belief in the defense that they've put over there and Ron Rivera. And I don't think Carson Wentz is a bad quarterback. I just don't think he's a good quarterback. But I think he's better than anything that they've trotted out in recent memory. And I think he's a guy that can play to a level. And honestly, there's probably there's there's definitely there's gonna be some ceiling to Carson Wentz. There always is gonna be because we've seen him play at a high level. And if he ever gets out of his own way, there's there's a lot to like about what he does on the football field. I I don't it, he doesn't have to reach that potential even for this team to make the playoffs. They're in the NFC. Um, they they have a really good defense. They have Terry McLaurin. I think this team's making the playoffs in 2022. Um, let's see here. Newton Hawk, if you could be any animal in the world, what would you be and why is it the Peregrine Falcon? It's not the Peregrine Falcon. It's a Binturong. A Binturong is one of the laziest animals in the world. All it does is eat. It sleeps most of the day and it smells like popcorn. It is an awesome animal and everybody should want to be that. I what how do you what, what how do you spell what binturong b i n t u o r o n g i'm not I'm sure if there's this a, thing the first o there oh my yeah this thing is this thing is terrifying it's it sounds like terrifying. it sounds like something like i wouldn't want to run into on looks but if i ran into it it wouldn't do anything no, it's just it's a very sleepy animal. It does, if you, it just I'm googling, do a whole, a whole lot. I'm googling it right now, and this thing is uh, undoubtedly B I N T U R O N G. For those that want to Google it at some point, this is oh yeah, this is an extremely lazy cat dog. Um, I want to be one of Maddie's Muscovies. Oh, uh, just to hang out with Matt. Gonna, you're gonna you're gonna be in my belly, man. <laughs> so, I mean, man, so I get to hang out with I'm just, you know. Hey, you know, I'm gonna hang out with both of you at some point. Um, Grayson Jaspers, last question: Who will be this year's Yasir Durant, DeAndre Washington trade? Mm, man, I, that's tough. I'm not Go gonna ahead. put it. I'm not gonna put a name to it. I think it's coming out of the receiver group. I think, you know, when you if you listen to Patrick Mahomes today, he talked a lot about some of the guys that are 
that had a lot of nice things to say about Justin Watson. And he made the comment of, Hey, a lot of these guys are going to make the foot, make football teams here or somewhere else. And so, you know, if that's true, and like, I do think one of these spots is going to be held for special teams. Like I think, you know, Cornell Powell is the uh, Cornell Powell is a real path to making this roster because I do think he's got some special teams juice. Um, but maybe a Justin Watson gets traded, um, you know, for for something you know relatively insignificant, like Yasir Durant. But uh, like Yasir Durant did, I think it could be from the receiver group. Hmm. I could see that. I could see that. I could also see it coming from the cornerback group. I mean, honestly, they they've given so much depth to the secondary. I could see a young player shining, a la like Charvarius Ward when he did, you know, in Dallas, and then all of a sudden the Cowboys went, well, we're pretty good in the secondary we need some help let's trade off one of these young guys i could see that happening with the chiefs so eh, i mean if you look at okay so like if you look at this deandre baker yeah um DiCaprio. i don't know again we're talking like seventh rounders here like yeah well i mean i think that's the premise like you know the yasir durant deandre washington trades were low late day three picks i'm looking at yeah, cornerback, you, you, Legereus Need, Trent McDuffie, Lonnie Johnson, Rashad Fenton, DeAndre Baker, Joshua Williams, Jalen Watson. Mm-hmm. That's seven guys. DiCaprio Boodle, that's eight. Not that's all eight those guys, guys are making the team. Yeah. Right. No, there's no chance. Six of them. I mean, yeah. DiCaprio Boodle is probably not making the team. Probably not. If if Nazaria Johnson plays well, I think they're going to be competing for a spot. We can get into that later. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's yeah. the, you got to look at the safety spot. I mean, you look at the safety mm-hmm. spot too. Like there's mm-hmm. there's a lot of competition with a lot of young guys, and that's not a bad thing at all. Yeah. Because like I not mean, at if, all. if you're going to go young, go add volume and competition. Mm-hmm. And they mm-hmm. have absolutely done that. And cream will rise to the top, iron sharpens iron, cliche, cliche, cliche. But mm-hmm. I mean, they've given themselves a lot of guys, you yeah. know. They've given themselves a lot of guys. So, yeah, I think that's a good one, too. Um, yep. Actually, I honestly, I think you had the better answer. Because hmm. you always do. Craig is great. That'll do it nope. for 21 nope. questions. No, Ed, before you go, before you go, Maddie is not here to interrupt you. I have a couple more questions that I would like to pose that were sent along. Okay. You have some from, <laughs> okay. like, you have some from earlier? Okay, go Maybe for it. Maybe a little bit earlier. I, I, I like this one right here. Um Zach, the layman's insider, asks, what is your happiest starting five skill position players and your most depressing five skill position players? <laughs> Bring realistic, historical, read, be enemy, tend- obviously, Ooh. you know, he's not going to do like 10 personnel all the time. So don't, you know, don't try and go that way. Happiest? Happiest. Ooh, this is, happiest would be Clyde, Juju, Marquez, Travis. That's my happiest. I, I'm sorry, McCole. But that's that's, that's my... only four. You get to add no. one more. No, I said tra- no, I do the math again. Clyde, Juju, Clyde. Juju, Marquez. Marquez, Sky. Oh, I don't think you said Sky. I think you I, implied I said, Sky. Oh, oh well, I think maybe I said I Sky. We're gonna have to check maybe. the tapes. I'm going to check the tech check the tapes tomorrow. Sky and Travis. I'm sorry, McCole. Yeah. What's your favorite? My favorite? Justin Ross. <laughs> and Mar- and MVS on the outside, Juju in the slot, Travis, and let's go Pacheeks just to be different. <laughs> Not there, no slide against Sky there. This guy's going to rotate in plenty, but I think that that gives him the most size and physicality, and I, I, I would just love that. 
least favorite. Like I've realist, got my, like I've got my realistic one. <laughs> realistic least favorite is like Rojo, Josh Gordon, McColl. Sorry, McColl. Catching the strays. <laughs> um, Trav. I mean, Kelsey's like. There's no like. Is there a realistic least favorite where Kelsey's like not? I mean, you know, you still have to put him in there. Do you? Don't you? Like, okay, Blake Bell, Blake Bell, mm-hmm. and uh, realistic Marquez. Okay, my realistic five skill position players on offense would be let's see, Rojo, um, Blake Bell, Jody Fortson. Noah Gray and Mike Burton in 23 personnel. Oh my God. It's my least favorite. <laughs> Fair. I know what I know what's gonna happen on that play. How about that? <laughs> <laughs> I, I know what's gonna happen it's, there. It's it's fourth and one, and Mike Burton's, and Mike lined Burton's up, getting the ball and he's lined up, he's lined up offset, and Mahomes is gonna reverse pit and give him a little trap play, and they're yep. gonna run behind Trey Smith. Yeah. Yep. Yep. And you have getting... some more. You have some more questions. Yeah, one more. Is, one more I'm, here. I am. Yeah, I'm. I'm tapped now. So let's go. Jay the fan one. I love this one. One player from each AFC West opponent that you think Chiefs fans as a whole underrate. Let's not do each opponent. Just one player from the AFC West that you think Chiefs fans as a whole underrate. <laughs> I've got one. Go if you want. Go off. I'll, the top. I'll go. Yeah. Derek Carr. I think Derek Carr is extremely underrated by Chiefs fans. Now, I know exactly why. He plays like dog shit against the Chiefs. <laughs> I've seen him play terribly so many times, but Derek Carr is now in that point where we as Chiefs fans kind of look at him amongst the rest of the AFC West quarterbacks, and we just are like, yeah, no, he sucks. He's at the bottom. He absolutely is at the bottom of this group of guys, and yet there are probably conservatively 20 teams in the NFL that would be glad to have Derek Carr as their starting quarterback. Like he is still well up there on the charts. And I think that because we've seen him actively turn the ball over, you know, kind of crap some games away and just generally not play well enough times in his career. We have now kind of gotten to the point where we just think he's always like that. And he's definitely not always like that. Agreed. That being said, Derek Carr sucks. <laughs> See? Um I hmm. I don't know if we I don't know if we fully appreciate Mike Williams. Oh, we definitely uh, don't. I don't know if we fully appreciate Mike Williams as Chiefs fans. I think that's another mm-hmm. one. Like, and he's a guy that has given the Chiefs problems with his length and size and physicality on the outside. And Justin Herbert's been willing to throw some balls outside, give him some opportunities and you know, he's made him pay. I'm looking. He had 122 yards against the Chiefs the first time. They kept him the three catches and 40 yards the second time, but they had a very they they really were trying to take him away. Mm-hmm. First time he he won them that game in a lot of ways because he was a difference maker. Had two touchdowns that game. Mike Williams kind of becomes an afterthought a little bit. <clears throat> I think Keenan Allen gets a lot of shine. Mike Williams is very good player, and I mean he's kind of a problem for the Chiefs. So um, they have a lot more length this year. So that'll true. Be, not Trent, Trent McDuffie probably might not have you know great. I'll tell you that, what. That might be a, how about be a how about point. we don't get Trent McDuffie matched up against Mike Williams? Let's just go ahead and forward that one on to Steve Spagnola right now and say, and, "Hey, buddy, 
that's a, that's a bad idea. Let's, yeah, let's and, try and, not to do that. And Joe Lombardi won't be able to figure that one out either. That's going to do it for 21 questions. Thank you so much for all of your wonderful questions. Make sure to uh, subscribe to the KCSN Substack if you want to ask questions on this show. It's a lot of fun. We have a lot of fun doing it, especially with Craig Stout. Craig is great. We'll catch you later.